Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, welcome back. Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN talking about the incoming snowstorm, which is funny because on ESPN2 right now, uh, the Daily Wager, they're talking about the Bills game being affected by the incoming snowstorm. So that's uh, that's pretty wild. Uh, 803-0930, star 930. Mike in Angola's got a story for us. Hey, Mike, thanks for calling in. Yep. I uh, Tomorrow I have to drive to Indianapolis in a freight truck and hopefully come back Friday, which I'm not sure that's going to happen. Now, Mike, tell me about driving in the snow, something you're probably pretty uh, familiar with. Yeah, 30-some years. You just got to take it easy. That's all. You kind of drive by field this time of year. So, Mike, what I happens? Mean, so, say you get to Indianapolis, right? Everything's fine. What happens if, I mean, Friday's just awful? I mean, are you able to just say, hey, I, I can't get back on schedule? Uh, they'll determine that. They'll probably, if they close the lane down, I'll just stay at the hotel for a couple days, I guess. That's probably the way that'll work. So, you you probably are hoping that if, if it's going to be bad that they tell you why you're in Indianapolis so you have a room there and stuff to do kind of kind of a an unplanned want, vacation I want, I want no I want to get back home <laughs> I've been stormed out once or twice before and I didn't like it I've been stormed in I was stormed in what was the last one the big one we had uh, November I was in for that I lost a week pay for that and I didn't that was not good but at least I was home so let me ask you, Mike, you're, you're watching this now. You're, you're hearing about the storm coming. Uh, in your mind, do you think you're going to be able to get to Indianapolis and back with your experience yeah. in the snow? Well, I don't even know if it's my experience. I, we were looking at the, the graphic. Uh, I looked at WIBG's graphic, and it didn't seem like it was going to lay off the throughway for a while before it got going really bad. So I'm kind of hoping you know, it stays over the ridge and maybe doesn't destroy the throughway. I can sneak back in before it gets bad. From what I understand, the worst is going to be Friday and Saturday. So I'm hoping I get back. I want to get back. Well, so In the meantime, I'll do some blizzard shopping, <laughs> gas the snowblower up, show my wife and son how to use it, and hope for the best. Hey, Mike, sounds good. We hope you have a safe travel, and uh, maybe you can give us an update on Monday. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That is Mike in Angola. And now, speaking of the snow... Let's get to free, freelance meteorologist Andy Parker. Andy, long time no talk. Yeah, I've been listening to you, though. Boy, it's been fun leading up to this storm, huh? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you, exciting stuff. Um, now, we, we used to talk about, you know, the, the buttons down for the weather. Uh, buttons up. Uh, the Ricky Martin button scale. Buttons fully up for the next few days. Andy, you know, we, we just talked to someone who's going to be driving to Indianapolis tomorrow. Uh, what do we know at 311 on this Wednesday about this incoming storm? Wow. Well, that's a great that you start there because you want to begin with what you know. And there's a lot of unknowns about this storm, but here's what we can say for certain at this moment. The storm is going to hit the city of Buffalo, and it's going to begin for the city on Thursday evening. Before we get there, there's a lake effect ban right now that is causing problems. I'm sure your traffic reports are filling you in, but this is producing a sleety, icy rain-snow mix across some of the south towns along the lakeshore. And this is no joke. If there was not a big storm coming behind this, you're getting between 5 and 10 inches of this crusty, icy, sleety, slushy snow over some of the south towns all the way to Wyoming County down into Chautauqua and Cattaraugus. That's a significant event just on its own. That's going to cause some issues tonight and early on Thursday. That diminishes during the afternoon, but only briefly. Now, the rest of western New York in Niagara, Orleans, Genesee, northern Erie County, you've got until Thursday evening to batten down the hatches because then the focus comes out of the deep south towns and the southern tier squarely into the city. It's going to begin with a burst of snow, almost as if you took a rope and you kind of whipped it like an Indiana Jones whip. And this is going to slide up the length of the lake as the winds change direction. It is going to draw moisture from Toledo and drag it all the way across the open water at 55 degrees, boiling it up into the air, funneling it into a large band of snow that hits Buffalo between 9 and midnight. And when I say Buffalo, it's really not distinguishable between the city and even up into the North Buffalo area. It it starts with a burst. Even the Tonawandas will get this. Now, fortunately, it comes between 9 and midnight when everybody's already done. Evening commute should go off without a hitch on Thursday. I cannot say the same for Friday morning. Once that initial burst of snow goes through places like Lockport and North Tonawanda and Niagara Falls, you're in the clear for a while, but stay tuned. It has a chance to come your way. During the day on Friday, it plows from the city of Buffalo down to about Orchard Park. That's the width. We cannot narrow it down to a single community and say, hey, you're going to be standing in the snow or standing in the snow in West Seneca and you'll be standing in the sun in Orchard Park. We're not there yet. By the time the event commences, that's what will happen. We're expecting a very well-defined northern edge to this storm, similar to what happened in 2014, where someone could stand at the airport in the sun. And if you go to Broadway, you're in a whiteout and it'll mean the difference in the world when it comes to commuting during the day on Friday. Expect the Friday morning to commute to be an an absolute mess for areas south of the city and inland all the way to Batavia. That includes a throughway, any north-south routes. Within there, you're going to get gusty winds, heavy snow, and of course, reduced visibility. Thunder snow is an opportunity as well. This continues during the day on Friday. Ready for this, Joe? Worst case scenario, the thing doesn't move. It locks in place, similar to 2014. If it does that, someone's going to 30 inches, hands down. If it wobbles just a little, that way it spreads the love and will keep the totals at a more manageable one to two feet within these locations. 
That gets us through Friday. There's a hint now that this will wobble and take a trip up to Niagara County during the course of the day on Saturday, slap them with several inches of snow, make driving up there no fun, but it'll allow the other areas like the South Towns and the city to dig out on Saturday, again, if that wobble happens. When does it all wrap up? This also has very good uh, 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 confidence that on Sunday, Saturday night, Sunday, it gets swept out. Gusty winds come in from the northwest and it says you're shut down. And it pushes that band back through the city, down through the South Towns, and clears the stadium in time for tailgaters to make it out there. That's what we're looking at right now. The biggest challenge to the forecast is how much wobble or wiggle will the band make on Friday, and will it take a jog north on Saturday? We'll know a lot more about that as we get to Thursday morning. So you, we, we could be saying right now, Andy, that Amherst, uh, you know, the North Towns could really miss out of this like 2014? There's a chance that they end up on the outside looking in. I can't say for sure that they're not going to be part of the party, and here's why. I know you'd love to have a definitive answer, but the cone. You know when you think about a hurricane, they put the cone out there and then the, the path in the middle, right? And you've got the wobble room of that hurricane. It's going to wiggle this way, wiggle that way. Same thing with Lake Effect. That line right now comes through Blaisdell and goes right through West Seneca over top of Lancaster. If it goes five miles to the north and it decides the city of Buffalo is going to be my target, then that does put uh, places like Amherst and Williamsville in play. Because think of it, it's a diagonal all the way down Main Street and the throughway to Rochester. So they're within, like, you've got to keep your head on the swivel and stay uh, pay attention to this forecast because even small jogs can make a big difference. And uh, that's kind of the cone right now from the city of Buffalo inland up to Rochester and then southward to Orchard Park. And then that would cut into portions of northern Wyoming County. It's hard to paint a graphical picture, but hopefully by stating that uh, just anywhere within that zone is going to be very tough travel. Now, you're talking about, you know, the wobble, and is there any chance that the storm or the uh, the system gets bigger, or do we know the size of this thing, regardless of where it's going to be, the size of the system? Gotcha. That's another good question. Much like 2014, you have the northern edge. The most intense snow of this is probably only going to be a mile wide. And then to the south, you'll have uh, kind of the uh, uh, what you call a, t- a torn edge of this where you'll get bursts of snow and gusty winds on occasion, but it won't be that blinding constant snow. Uh, The the liking of this, back in 2014, I drove into the teeth of this, went out of the city, up to the airport, snow-free, all the way to transit, came down transit, hit Broadway, and it was like walking into a wall of snow. One side of the street in the sun, the other side as dark as night within this. And it's not snow that falls like pleasant flakes. It's as if the clouds are just dumping, bailing snow over it, throwing it down in chunks. It was a five-inch-an-hour storm. Something that intense is not wide. It's, it's going to be very narrow. And then the south side of this, the further south you go from that, you'll have these bursts of snow, but it'll be a far more manageable event. Now, you talk about on Saturday, possibly, if it doesn't just stay parked in the South Towns, it could work its way up to Niagara County. So what are the, if that's what happens, what are the totals we're looking at for, you know, the falls and for the North Towns, if this does make that move on Saturday? 
You got it, Joe. Let's do some snow math, shall we? What we're going to do is find uh, this thing on the move during the day on Saturday. Let's, for instance, take an average time that it, it arrives at around 9 a.m. in the morning after making this jog. It's going to spend the better part of Saturday there. We'll call it a solid six hours over any one particular time. And if we're at a snow rate of around an inch to two per hour, the maximum on there is a foot. And the minimum is probably around four or five inches in there. So that's what we're looking at. And what will determine that is going to be the intensity. When it does make that move, does it hold the intensity that it has, or does it become weakened in some degree? But uh, on Saturday, it's definitely a shovelable snow, but it'll be measured in inches and not feet up in Niagara County. So is this the kind of thing uh, um, that we know more every hour, or is this the kind of thing that it really could change from what's happening on Friday to what's going to happen on Saturday? The things that are set in stone right now is the start time. That is Thursday evening, 9 to midnight. The other thing that's pretty much set in stone is that this band of snow sets up between Buffalo and Orchard Park inland during the morning and early hours of Friday. The unknown is how much will it wiggle within that zone and if it will take that jog to Niagara Falls. The other known is that it should shut down during the early morning hours of Sunday. I think that right there is what a lot of people locked on to. Regardless of what happens, we know by 1 o'clock Sunday, this thing's working its way out. That is true. Now, the question is, do you really have enough people to come out and shovel that stadium out? They have to start making some decisions and, and preparations. I've actually been in contact with them. They're very interested in the southern end of this band and how long it's going to stay there uh, in order to get them, uh, to get them cleaned out. Because uh, we were talking about it last hour. I mean, they have a game on Thursday, so moving this game might not be the uh, might not be the most preferable thing for the team. That is true. It could be an awkward situation where they're not planning on having the truck stuff out, and uh, it, and they're kind of running out of time in that situation. I think it's going to be more of a stay put and uh, and and hope for the best. Uh, if if it's not, it, they're very well equipped to uh, eliminate a foot of snow out of there in very short order. And uh, if not, the crowd will gladly make snowballs and take care of it for them. Now, Andy, you said something this morning that, uh, that my wife heard, and I have to now ask again for her. You said something about potential school closings on Friday. Oh, yeah. This should be a no-brainer. And here's why. You've got two things going for you. It's the first storm of the season. It's a well-publicized storm. There's a lot of scare with this storm. I'm trying to prepare but there's no reason to be scared of this storm. Um, administrators are going to see this coming. Everybody's, uh, everybody's on edge. It's a Friday. You've got a full boat of snow days to use during the year. If you're not going to pull the trigger on this one, it's, it's a tough call for someone to say, you know what, we're just going to say, send them in. And nobody's going to send them in in hopes that they're going to get let out early. Those days are gone. They, they will shut it down before they try to bring them in with four inches on the ground and send them home in a whiteout. So I'm expecting a lot of school administrators to err on the side of caution. And that includes the city of Buffalo, even though the North Buffalo might be fine. Uh, they have to shut down the whole district, I believe, the whole city. They can't just shut down piecemeal, north and south. A lot of the south towns, I think, will take advantage of it as well. The question is when. Will they pull the trigger on it Thursday night, or will they really wait to see if it's on the ground Friday morning, usually 5 a.m., I'll get a few texts and calls and the administrators are they're, they're making their finalizations and then they hit the button 
And uh, you don't have to read them off on the radio anymore. They just text everybody, which is different from, uh, from growing up listening to the radio. The other aspect are the airlines. Uh, if you remember during 2014, do you remember the, the airplane that had so much heavy snow on the back that it lifted up in the air? That's right. Yes. And so with that and the similarities and the potential, I think you're going to find a lot of the airlines trying to get their aircraft out of here. Now, that's going to lead them to become sheepish to keep any flights going uh, after a certain point on Thursday. Now, I mentioned that the snow begins and will start hitting the airport Thursday evening. Uh, there's not a whole lot of airlines that are going to want to leave their planes on the ground in Buffalo if there's a chance they're going to be stranded there for a long period of time. So I think you're going to really start to see some airline disruption as early as Thursday afternoon, even though the weather won't be the catalyst at the time, but you're going to find them getting their planes out before the snow hits. So be prepared for anybody traveling by air to have some uh, se severe disruptions Thursday night right through Friday. Uh, and Andy, I've got to ask you this, uh, you know, planning a road trip Friday uh, that will take me out, but I'll have to go 90 to the 219. Uh, right now, looking at the storm, what's your advice? Uh, advice. Where are you? Where's the starting point? Uh, Amherst. Amherst. All right. You may want to find a way to go uh, closer to Rochester and uh, make your way to the 390 and drop south to avoid that. The other question, if you don't have to go through it. Um, that's the trickiest point. Once you get out of that band of snow, you've got smooth sailing. The rest of western New York will be fine to the south. It's just that, uh, that five or ten mile area. But uh, if there are any road closures or uh, travel bans because of this, you'll be subject to that. So you may have to reroute off to the east. And uh, this is the type of stuff, these are the questions that people have uh, that are not answered on the TV news and they're not answered uh, kind of in the newspaper or social media. But uh, I've set up a text line at uh, 503-ANDY. So it's 503-2639. And if you send a text to that, text weather, you're going to get an immediate response. And then you feel free to ask questions just like you did, Joe, and, uh, and we'll answer all of them for this storm. So it's 503-ANDY, 503-2639. Feel free to use that and pass it around. And also at Andy Parker TV on Twitter. Absolutely. Andy, it was uh, great catching up with you, and uh, maybe we'll do this again tomorrow. All right, Joe. Pleasure. And that is Andy Parker, freelance meteorologist. Again, if you have questions, text weather to 503-ANDY. That's 716-503-ANDY. Uh, or you can find him on Twitter at Andy Parker TV. Uh, and, and, you know, I love the way Andy put it. Here's what we know. Here's what we're going to find out. Uh, I think that's the perfect way uh, to put it. Um, you know, this storm and what we're going to see again starting uh, tomorrow night in parts of our listening audience. 803-0930, star 930, that's the number to get on. Do you want to... Uh do you want to? Do you want to talk about uh, if you want to call in and talk about how you're preparing for the storm? What are essentials when you are going out shopping before a storm? What are the essentials that uh, that you have? And you know, Andy kept bringing up that 2014 storm, and I have a memory of that 2014 storm. Um, driving, as he mentioned, driving from the North Towns into West Seneca uh, down Harlem Road that turns into Orchard Park Road. Uh, and just, I mean, seeing it go from almost green grass to a wall of snow 
in no, I mean, really, you could just stand and be where there was you know, almost no snow and seven feet of snow. Do you have any stories from the 2014 snowstorm? Uh, because this, as Andy said, has the potential to be like that if it stays parked over um, Buffalo South. So if you have stories from 2014 or any experience you had in that storm, 803-0930. And if you're stuck at home this weekend, what are you, are you putting the decoration, the Christmas decorations up? What are you doing? 803-0930, star 930. It's Beamer in for Bowerly back after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.